Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, welcome to The Bigger Picture. Now with investors having plenty to worry about these days, one question that they are often asking is, where can they find safe returns in these uncertain times? Or some might be overly cautious and opt for lower yield assets or leave their money in fixed deposits. Well, manual life investment management sees good value investing opportunities in the fixed income space, particularly in Singapore dollar-denominated bonds. Now, let's get a bigger picture from Alvin Ong. He is the Director and Portfolio Manager for Fixed Income in Singapore from Manulife Investment Management. Alvin, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Uh, thanks for joining us. Now, let's get your help first to talk about the climate we're in right now. And why do you think it's good to be in fixed income investments these days? Why is there a good investment potential there? Sure. So fixed income is about, you know, relative value. You know, how much can I get if I invest in this fixed income asset class compared to another? Am I getting, you know, compensated for the risk that I'm taking? So if we take a step back and, you know, look where other bonds are trading outside Singapore, about 13 trillion US dollars or 70 and a half trillion Sing dollars worth of bonds are having yields which are trading in negative territory. So typically when we buy a bond, you know, we get a regular coupon every six or 12 months. And the principal back at maturity if, you know, the issuer fulfills their, their obligations. But a negative yielding bond is one where you're getting less than what you have invested. However, that's not the case in Singapore and in Asia. Okay, so when you look at bonds, it's a wide universe of options. Why do Singapore dollar-denominated bonds stand out in this space? Give us a bit of context between the returns of these options. Sure. So Singapore bonds are actually among the better quality issuers in the Asia region providing an opportunity for a a stable source of income. The Asian dollar credit market also presents significant opportunities for greater diversification and access to deeper credit markets. So Singapore and Asian dollar bonds remain attractive for investors due to their potential for income and capital gains over the longer term. So our Sing dollar income strategy, which was incepted about five years ago, uh, it seeks to provide investors with income as well as potential long-term capital appreciation. In Sing dollars, by investing primarily in Singapore and Asian dollar investment grade bonds. The non-Sing dollar denominated bonds are hedged back into Sing dollars. So the strategy's FX risk is actively managed and we try to keep it at the minimal level as possible. Our strategy can also have a maximum of 30% in higher bonds to potentially enhance the returns, but the, but the strategy has to be an average quality of the investment grade. And the strategy has the flexibility to manage the portfolio's duration. And it's very active uh, when it comes to interest rates management. Mm. So uh, we've been managing a strategy duration range from zero to five years. We have managed it from as low as two and three quarter years to as high as four and a half years since inception. So we use a combination of US strategy futures and sing dollar interest rate swaps to hedge our underlying US and Singapore rates exposure respectively. So for example, during the COVID period last year, we removed all our hedges to take duration as high as possible to take advantage of the move in lower rates. And similarly, at the beginning of the year, as the global economy improved and you know vaccinations being rolled out, we started to put on more hedges to take all to take the portfolio all the way mm. under three years to protect the strategy from higher interest rates. And we have been utilizing these hedging instruments for the strategy through different cycles over the past five years. So this strategy is quite popular with investors who hold sing dollars 
want to receive regular income in Sing dollars, and want to invest in Asia dollar fixed income, but with a focus on Singapore. So if you're looking for something that provides a potentially stable income stream, as well as potential for capital appreciation, while taking a little bit of risk, then we think this strategy would sit nicely in your investment portfolio. Alvin, give us a sense of the rates we're talking about here and why someone who might be thinking about fixed income might want to consider that versus maybe going to dividend stocks like REITs, which might give higher yields. So, I mean, if you're looking for a double-digit return, then, I mean, I have to say that this strategy, it wouldn't be, be right for you, given that it's a relatively low volatility. And, you know, if you're looking for a strategy that you're able to to have a, a stable income, so as potential capital appreciation, something that's going to, you know, beat your fixed deposit rates, something that's going to also kind of beat your inflation then this strategy would definitely be something that's suitable for your portfolio. Okay, and we look at what's happening around the world. A lot's happening in China, especially what's happening with China Evergrande and the wider property sector there. What is the risk of the current credit stress in China having spillover effects into what's happening in Singapore, especially the dollar bonds market? Sure. So as seen in the financial markets in the past few weeks, the situation is quite fluid and you know volatility remains relatively elevated. So according to the JP Morgan uh, Asian Credit Index, you know, higher spreads have widened to around 80 basis points since, you know, the 29th of September. If you exclude the COVID shock during the March to April period last year, it's at its widest over the past five years. In such an uncertain environment, you know, we believe that the remainder of this year should remain volatile for the Chinese property sector, mm. both from a fundamental and a market perspective. So we believe that, you know, careful credit selection and investment timing will be key to our performance. So as part of our firm's credit selection and review process, we continually do research credit themes on a vast array of financial matrix. And, you know, we have recently taken a deep dive into the liquidity levels and cash flow ratios of the property developers as, you know, liquidity concern has shown to be a key reason for default. That said, we have seen limited spillover effects from the China higher property market on Sing dollar bonds as they don't, they haven't been really issuing in Sing dollars, although they did issue in the past before. But the investor base is quite different as it's targeted at the, mainly the private banking clients rather than institutional investors. That's it. You know, we think the headline risks in China higher property to be largely idiosyncratic. And, you know, valuations in the offshore dollar bonds issued by the better quality China property developers are starting to look really attractive. But we probably want to wait for a bit more clarity and stabilization in that sector before looking to add more in that space. Yeah, something to watch out for in China. And just to wrap things up, Elvin, um, what's your outlook on Singapore bonds in the long run? What are the risk factors? And also, of course, you have to take into account what's happening in the US, where you've got tapering underway or at least expected to happen sometime later this year. How will that play into the bond space? Sure. So a few themes that we are seeing, you know, firstly, you know, given the uncertain macro backdrop, we think global central banks will still continue on their relatively accommodative policies. So as you know, as you mentioned, you know, the Fed has signaled their intention to taper. But that said, they still expect to keep interest rates close to zero at least until the first half of next year, even as they upgraded their growth forecast because of the fiscal stimulus as well as the accelerating vaccine rollout. And similarly, the other major central banks such as ECB, BOE and BOJ, they are also looking to commit to relatively accommodative measures to support their respective economies. So we think the ease of financial conditions will be supported for Singapore bonds as well as Asian dollar bonds. Another theme you're seeing, you know, uh, central banks have been extending their balance sheet 
As a result, as I mentioned earlier, interest rates have declined significantly, and this has resulted in most you know, developed markets having their bond yields trading in negative territory. However, Asia is still one of the few places that has positive yields, and where you're still getting compensated for the risk they are taking, particularly in Singapore, where we're one of the highest yielding triple A-rated countries with a stable currency, which makes us you know, pretty attractive. And then lastly, you know, the impact of COVID-19. We have seen the devastating impacts of COVID-19 economies, and you know, many of us have experienced it firsthand, and you know, how it has changed the way we live our lives. The impact it has had on supply chain disruptions, which has you know, weighed heavily on global growth. So we think the path to recovery would be uneven among countries as well as among mm. sectors. All right, so plenty of reasons to look at Singapore dollar-denominated bonds. We've been chatting with Alvin Ong. He is the Director and Portfolio Manager for Fixed Income in Singapore for Manulife Investment Management. Alvin, thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.